Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soprano Cast. I'm Nate Maxson, along with my associate, Mr. Archie Mitchell. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're back again. The uh, the sausage and peppers are out. <laughs> nice spread here. Um, yeah. It, well, it, well, hey, Ma, where's is, the Sunday gravy? Yeah, <laughs> one of us is in Ohio. One of us is in Jersey. So the reality is, I'm probably just eating pretzels. But anyway, it sounds cooler if we've got the authentic Italian cuisine going on. Uh, but right. for those of you that uh, listened right. to the first show, we appreciate you going on this journey with us through the television show, The Sopranos. Of course, last week we covered the pilot, and we covered a lot of our fandom. history with the yeah history with the show and fandom, which of course we'll cover as we go through each episode of the show as well. But I think last week, you know, we spent a little time with some exposition, so that right. took a little longer. We're hoping to uh, to give you good content good commentary. And of course, like I said last week, if you have any comments, if you have anything that you want to discuss with us, you can comment underneath the show on Facebook, any comments you have about certain episodes of the show, or you can email sopranopodcast at gmail.com because we want to hear from you. And you know, let's, let's be fans. Let's interact. But when you email, please make sure you mention no names and no places because you never know who might be watching. Yeah, yeah. Email email me from another computer. <laughs> right. Make it very vague. <laughs> I was think I was thinking about that when watching this episode, which the episode we're talking about this week is 46 long, which originally right. aired on January the 17th, 1999. And I was thinking it was either this episode or the next episode. But uh the payphone. Yeah. What a, what a, what a lost thing that is. Uh, my wife and Burn I were watching phones. Yes, yes, but we were we were watching. Um, remember the Stephen King movie Christine? Mm-hmm. We were watching Christine the other night, and there's a scene that takes place at a gas station. And at the gas station, there's like a whole line of payphones, phone, yep. phone, 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 phone. And I was just like, man, I I remember when those things were on every corner. And now, I mean, at least oh, yeah. where I'm at, I don't know how it is in Jersey, but where I'm at in Ohio, we don't have them. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't find a payphone around here. You'll you'll find the setup for it, like the base, because they didn't want to take that away. But you will not find the receiver or the phone itself. And if you do, the receiver is gone or it's broken. New York <laughs> has, I think, four that are still set up in working order, or they try to keep them in working order. But New Jersey is no such thing as a payphone anymore. Right. Yeah. So. It's it's kind of crazy, and it also makes me feel pretty old. Right. Right, but remember calling I, cards and things of that nature. Oh right? yeah, 10, 10, to, 10, 10, to, 10, 10 to 20. Yep, yep. <laughs> or of course the famous collect uh, call for uh, uh, commercial. Bob had a baby. It's a boy. Yeah, Bob had a baby. It's a boy. One eight hundred collect. Yep. Even so. even the uh, even the track phones where you paid paid you know for minutes yep. on your yep. phone. I think those still exist in some areas, but they do, and mostly uh, the elderly use them. Like you'll, a lot of the, the elderly will get them from like welfare or SSI, and then they purchase their minutes. Because uh, I know my, cause my grandma has one, um, mm -hmm. and it's paid for monthly by you know by the the state. And but in the show, that's what they were using. It was a track phone, or you know, a Virgin Mobile, or whatever it was to buy a prepaid phone card with a cell phone. 
use it once or twice and then discard it because there's no tracing those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no monthly bill. You, there's no monthly statement. You can't call up and go, hey, what was said on that last phone call? Because it was <laughs> done through a calling card. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a different world back then. Well, overall, I really enjoyed this episode of the of the TV show. Um, I did as well. And there's there's a there th- this sh- this episode. I mean, I know the pilot. We talked a lot about introducing the characters and 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 the relationships and everything. But what this episode did was now that we know the characters or most of them and their relationships and and what what our what our first you know storylines are going to be. This time we got to get into more. There's there's great humor in this episode. Oh yes, and um, we'll just start from the beginning when the boys are are watching TV in the uh, in the back room and they're watching the the government witness guy. I think, ironically, wasn't his name Vinny Russo? Yep. Ah, yeah. For those of you that listen to our wrestling shows, you know the connection there. Yeah, Vince Russo's a stooge, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was oh, God. I laughed out loud when Paulie told his joke. Yeah, and then turns to Silvio, who's sitting right beside him. You hear and what re- I told and him? Repeats it. Yep. And yes. Repeats it again. <laughs> and see, that was something that only lasted like about like four episodes. Paulie doing that repeating thing, which I think they were trying to pay homage to Goodfellas, Jimmy Two Times. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. You know, but also it was Paulie's ego. Hey, I want everybody laughing at my joke. You know what I mean? So, because he does it in this episode like two or three times, and then he does it throughout the next few, but then the, the that part of the character dies. You never hear mm-hmm. him do that again. <laughs> and this episode is where we first first see the you know because it wasn't in the pilot, but we first see woke up this morning as the entrant the actual yes. intro to the TV yes. show because they did play it during the pilot. I remember. I right. think when Tony was driving. Um, yeah, I believe Turnpike. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, on the, on New the, Jersey Turnpike. This episode, we actually get the uh, the actual intro intro video. Yep. Um, which it's since I've watched this show so many times, it's one of those it's one of those songs where at least the parts of the song that are the intro for Sopranos, I know it from top from beginning to end. Oh yeah. Heart. Oh yeah. And Everywhere. I'm. I'm Look, I, I explained it in the first episode. I wanted to be, I still want to be Tony Soprano. There have been many times I've been on the parkway or the turnpike in New Jersey driving to an appointment or a golf outing or whatever, and I've blasted this song. You know what I mean? Because it puts you in a mood you feel like you're going somewhere important. Yes. You know? Yes. So, yeah, the you're intro an, is a major part of the show. You're an important man. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, and then this episode, we get a little more fleshing out of the Christopher um, character. Yes. In that, you know, who he is to Tony, what he means to Tony. Uh, Because in the first episode, he was there, but you really didn't get, you know, he was just, you thought he was the young punk running kid that Tony had around. Yeah, and it's like. Their family, you know. It's like you you said in in the pilot, it felt, in the pilot, it felt like they were had a more of a brother relationship than a father-son relationship. Right, exactly. Whereas now now we're going to see that it's different. You know, it's a different relationship than you originally would have thought. Um right. there's there's some humor in that initial um truck jacking scene too. Um yes. 
I love, I love the the guy. The guy that what's the guy? How's he put it? Christopher's like, do you feel properly scathed? Because the guy yeah. says he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to look unscathed. Don't, um, don't so he, leave me looking too clean is the exact word. If they if I look like I went along with it, then I'll lose my job. So they beat him with a gun. They kick him in the in the stomach. They punch him in the face, and then they're just. Do you feel scathed now? Should we <laughs> yeah. tie you up? What do you want us to do with you? You know. <laughs> No, it is a, that is an important scene, and then of course, the next morning you find out, yeah, well, it was Junior Shrunk, right? Yes, and which they which weren't supposed course, to be messing with it. Yeah, of course, leads to tension, um, and I, I, I have, I have kind of a central theme here um, written down as we're building through this episode, just build. Building the tension between Tony and Junior is very important going forward. Yes, um, because yes. they have they have this amazing love hate relationship, you know, that exactly. runs through most of the series. Exactly, but and again, to pay a little bit of credit to the many saints of Newark, the Sopranos movie, that was something that actually because they show you early on Junior and Tony as Tony comes up being a young man. Junior didn't like anybody around him, though. So any love he was showing to Tony or respect that he was showing to Tony might have been kind of plastic because he was always worried someone was trying to take his spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Junior was very worried about respect and being held in high regard. Meanwhile, as the movie showed us and as we'll learn the rest of the seasons, Junior's kind of a mess up. Yeah. He doesn't really know how to go through with certain things unless somebody advises him. There's Whereas a reason Tony, there's there's a reason Junior's never been the man. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas Tony knows how to get shit done. Yeah, he needs a little bit of advice here and there as not to go overboard, but Tony Soprano knows how to get certain things done without even asking is that is it okay first? Mm-hmm. So there is a difference there. You know, and I think that's where the somewhat of respect and love comes in. But then the tension really comes in because Junior feels like he's at the bottom looking up at Tony at all times. Yes, yes. So um, the the other the other um, ongoing storyline throughout the show, which leads to some very humorous stuff, is that uh, Anthony Junior's teacher's car was stolen. Yes. So. <laughs> so. So um, essentially, Polly and Big Pussy go on a mission to try to find the teacher's car for Tony, and that leads Which, to some great shit throughout this episode. And it does; it really does. But when you think about the big picture at all, Carmela saying "maybe you could help" made no sense whatsoever. Because why would you want your your husband, who's attempting not to look like a mobster, to <laughs> use his mob ties in order to help your son's teacher? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're always telling him, we have to look normal. We have to look like we're, we're refined people. We're good people. We can't have a gun. We can't have it. But then as soon as something goes wrong, oh, well, he's getting a bad grade. Help him find his teacher's car so he can help get help better. It's like, really? You hypocrite. Yeah, she's, she's very she's very hypocritical. She's, she's hypocritical on many levels because not only something like that, but she doesn't, she doesn't like to... Um, she doesn't like to act like she is 
proud of what Tony does for a living, but right. she definitely doesn't mind spending the money. Oh no, and she doesn't. She definitely doesn't mind the lifestyle it affords her. Oh yeah, she pushes her weight around. You know, I I don't know. I liken it a lot too, and this is not to to uh, uh, talk badly about anybody, but you know, certain people who are like in the army. And their wives say, well, I'm an army wife. I deserve this. I deserve There are certain women that have husbands that are like sergeants in the Navy and in the army that try to use that to get a better lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, my husband's away and he's, he's, you know, fighting for this country. In the same regard, Carmela does that too. You know, my husband's this big bossy guy. I could throw his weight around if I need to. And it's like, really? You can? Okay. I, I don't see that really adding up to much. You know what I mean? So... She, she does it a lot in this episode and then goes on to do it further throughout the season. And it's, it's like, please stop. Ask him to do it. Why are you trying to do it? There, there, are, almost, there are almost times where, and, and I didn't even, you know, there's, there's going to be things that I think about as we do this show because we're going to, because again, like I said on the pilot episode, now we're watching the show to analyze it instead of just watching it to be entertained. Right. But there's a lot of things you just brought up there, and maybe we'll bring it up again as the show goes on. But Tony married his mother. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly, because as we find out later on in time, Olivia, Tony's mother, used to get free meat from the meat, meat guy, used to get free food, used to use it to get her hair and nails done. And it was like, why are you using these for some, their power as a mobster? For such minuscule things. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that they didn't become mobsters and give their life to organized crime so their wife can get her nail, hair and nails done for free. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Another funny another funny thing that runs through this episode, because here in a little bit we'll get back to, to, to uh, the guys looking for the car. <laughs> Georgie and the new phone system. Um... Another great running gag throughout this oh, episode. Oh my yes, um, especially and and we'll get to it at the end. It it, it 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 caps everything off at the end of the episode. But I love the scene where he first can't figure it out because Tony's mm-hmm. expecting the call, right from the guy. From the guy, and, that's all we know him as. Yeah, he's expecting the call from the guy. It doesn't even matter what it's about. It's obviously a, a, a important to Tony. And Georgie keeps hanging up on him, or he doesn't put him on hold right. And then there's a call. You know, he has to call. He has to call his mother. And and it just this whole scene, this whole episode, you get to watch Tony just go from from cold to boil so many yep. times. And uh, yep. yeah, but Georgie in the phone system. Um, and then, like I said, Tony gets on the phone with his mother. She's got the mushrooms on the stove. She gets distracted by the mail late. Which, I'm telling you, man, this woman is my grandmother. Like, what's right. she doing now? What's right. she doing? Her nose is involved in the wrong business. Then the, the mushrooms catch on fire. And the thing that makes me laugh the hardest is, which reminds me of my great-grandmother the most, she comes back to the phone as the house is about to burn down and goes, who is this? Like, <laughs> the Alzheimer's is real. This woman knows nothing of what's going on except when there's a fire. And he's like, Ma, it's me. What's wrong? She explains, oh, the mushroom's caught on fire. The, the wall is turning black. And he tries to explain to her so badly, hang up and call 911. And she's still being stubborn. Why aren't you coming? And it's like, Mom, I'm 45 minutes away. <laughs> and the 
The other great thing is when she does finally dial 911, she dials it slower than the sound of smell. Right. Or so, right. slower than the speed of smell. Like she's like, beep. Beep. Right. Right. Beep. She, that house should have been should have been gone by then. You know <laughs> what I mean? There was no way that a grease fire, which she tried to put water on, which is never good, should have been that contained in the probably eight minutes it took the fire department to get there because how long he took to make that phone call. Right. It's uh but of course this leads to that's this leads to Libya having to have a caretaker. Because oh, but you're, you're, you're glossing over a major part, though. Tony hangs up the phone, which by now the guy is on hold that he was waiting to talk to. Oh, yeah. Calls Carmela and says, my mother's house is on fire. Can you please go over there and check on her and make sure she's okay? And Carmela, after just asking this man an hour ago to find his son's teacher's car, goes, oh, I guess so, and hangs yeah. up the phone. As, she, as she's painting her nails. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets gets the guy on the phone, gets his phone number, and hangs up. So that's all he was waiting to do on that phone call. <laughs> so, yeah, and then uh, well, yes, this leads to Olivia moving to the to the uh, old folks' home or retirement yes. community, as they yes. call it many times, because she goes through. Of course, she goes through the. Uh, they had the caretaker first. Um, yes. which is kind of funny because she's like a Jamaican lady, I guess you'd say. And yeah, um, Tony's like, no smoke in the reefer when you're here. And I just, you know, it's like he just presumes that she's uh, she's smoking weed. And um, Olivia, being an old progeny old woman, is being as racist as possible. Yes, as yeah, she's stealing, she stole a plate. Yeah. And then Tony right. has to remind her, "You've been giving shit away because you think right. you're going to die. You sure you didn't give it to a, you know, to a relative or <laughs> whatever?" And then she um, offers him some jewelry. He says no. Oh no! She offers him the Barker lounger. Yes. He says no, and then to throw it in his face, she tells him, "By the way, you know my good jewelry that your dad bought me." He's like, "Yeah, Carmela loves him." Well, I gave that to the cousins, and he goes off again. Yes, and it's it's another it's another one of those scenes where, like we talked about during the pilot episode, this woman is yes she's old, yes she's forgetful, but she's also not as forgetful as she lets on. Oh no, she's not oh, as no. addled as she lets on. She's quite a sinister woman, actually. Oh yeah, she she told him that to get his goat. Yes, hoping that he'd say I don't care anymore and walk out. But him being him, he stayed with her, finished talking to her, and said, well, I'm going to have to get you into a retirement community no matter whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, because she's still trying to, my daughters, and my and, and he has to remind her, your daughters want nothing to do with you. Because at this time, he doesn't know where Janice is. And his right. other sister moved into the lap of luxury in a different part of New Jersey, forgetting that her dad was a mobster and her brother's a mobster. And, you know, she went and moved, moved in with the, she married the, as I told my wife when I rewatched the episode, Nate, she married the whitest Italian she could find. <laughs> because she knew she didn't want to be a part of organized crime. Mm -hmm. So she mm -hmm. knew she couldn't just go to anybody. She had to marry somebody who wanted nothing to do with the Italian heritage. Right, right. So. And of course we have, um, we have the other storyline going on as we go through this, of, back to the DVD players. Um, mm -hmm. with Junior and Jackie 
and Tony meeting about this whole thing. Jackie having to, of course, mediate because he's the boss. Um, right. And Jackie says, you know, essentially, Chris has to pay restitution. Right. He has to pay restitution to Junior. And this is the first time we're seeing the Jackie of Creole character because he's yes. nowhere to be found in part in episode one. And they picked a great character. They picked a great actor to play him, a very strong Italian actor. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so I think I think I think in the first if, if and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. I think between between the pilot and this episode. Because you know your pilot episode, like you like we said, you're testing things out, you're floating right. balloons. I think in the in the pilot, the the gist I think was that, that maybe the reason we didn't even we didn't see Jackie, and not that he's not powerful, but I think the gist of the pilot was Tony. We were supposed to assume Tony's more powerful than he actually is at this point. Right. I, I and, he almost they... came. He he almost came off like he was the man in charge in the pilot. Well, again, going back to analyze this, Robert De Niro was the boss in that show, in that movie. Mm -hmm. So I think when they wrote the script for this, they kind of went almost with that a little bit for the, the pilot. And it was like, okay, we're following the mob boss, and he's going to a therapist, only we're going to go super serious with it, not comedic like De Niro and Crystal did it. But then when they saw how the pilot tested, they went, okay, we can't just make him the boss immediately. Because nobody would want to be the mob boss immediately. You hear, even hear him say it a few times in this episode. Who would want to be the mob, be, be the, the boss of the mob right now? FBI's always looking over your shoulder. Cops mm -hmm. are always following you. So I think they wanted to tweak it a little bit and then make it, well, Jackie's the acting boss because the real boss is in prison. And Junior and Tony are kind of battling for who's going to take over because Jackie has leukemia and is slowly dying. Right. So... We knew we were going to get to the Soprano men fighting over the crown eventually. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, so as we weave in and out of Polly and Puss trying to find the uh, the car. The they little, were great the, together. Oh, God, yes. And and the, the little the little storyline with Polly oh, being obsessed with the yep. fact that that everybody has lifted Italian culture, and because they're going to the, essentially those of you, I, if you're listening to the show, you've seen the show, the TV show. But I'm going to say it anyway. They're going to these coffee shops because the supposed thief supposedly works at one of these coffee shops. So right. as they're going to the coffee shops, you know he's noticing, oh, we we came up with espresso, we came up with this, right. you know, and then he he gets into uh, they take everything from us, pizza, blah blah blah. Right. So. Now, then he starts so stealing. I, yes, yes, he has gotten himself all worked up about the fact that the Italian culture has been has been taken by everybody but the right. Italians. And he's not really wrong when you think about it. You know what I mean? Because some of the things he mentioned, uh, uh, the 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 Asians are taking uh, credit for for spaghetti when we were the ones who made it first. The coffee, the the pizza, the this, and he's getting himself into a tizzy. Meanwhile, Puss is just like, calm the fuck down. We're trying to find this car right now. I need right. to pull <laughs> You know? And then he takes, I couldn't, couldn't tell if it was like a a grinder or what, but he puts a, a coffee machine in his jacket pocket. Yes, yes. Yeah, he takes a couple of things, I think, if I remember yeah. right. Because yeah. I wrote down, he, um, he, he takes a... Um, 
He takes it. Looks like yeah, one he takes drip coffee he, machines or something. Yes, he takes. Ta- ta- yeah, he takes a coffee pot from Starbucks. I think it is. Yeah, and he puts it in his jacket. You could tell it's there. So anyone who would have looked at it would have went, "Sir, are you stealing?" You know. <laughs> and Pussy's like, "We got it. We got it. We know where the guy is. Let's go." And they just yes. walk out. <laughs> and they uh, they do wind up finding the gentleman, and uh, uh, the. Ge- ge- and of course, this is some stuff that you probably couldn't. Some, there are some some the 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 gentleman that stole the uh, the car are homosexual. Yes, and they're one they're of them probably, being played by uh, Mike Epps from the Friday series. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how all right? How long ago was the were these episodes filmed that Mike Epps was not a major star yet? Because right. Friday came out <laughs> four years before this. You know. Yeah. Um, they break are, in, they bust the guy in the lip, and then out walks Mike Epps, and he goes in the most feminine voice possible, "Oh, Eddie!" And it's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you realize, okay, they're gay. All right, no, no big deal about that. But it's like, wow, what a total turn! <laughs> and of course, they make some jokes in this episode that you probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to make today in 2023. But right. Um, the the um oh i lost my place oh um so you have that going on and i don't know why i don't know why it happens to me every single time that i watch this series but every single time i watch this series every single time i watch this episode for some reason i forget that livia accidentally runs that old bitch down and right. every single time it makes me laugh because <laughs> she's bitching about, you know, having to back out of that driveway. Right. And she's literally telling the woman, be careful. You never know who might yes. be in the hole. Yeah. But then runs her down. <laughs> runs her down. Oh, and then, man. okay, we're in the, we're back in Dr. Melfi's office. He's like, my mom ran over her friend. Oh, any damage? Oh, her friend had a broken hip and a busted uh, a rib and a concussion. He doesn't care about that. He's like, my mom sprained her ankle and her, uh, sprained her wrist. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? He didn't care about the other woman. It was just about his mom. Just about his mother. Did, you know? And then Millsy's like, maybe she did it subconsciously. You think my mom wanted to whack her best friend? <laughs> like, never know. <laughs> and and I, that I wrote- really is, that's the catalyst that puts her into the old folks home because she can't do anything for herself anymore. Yes, so. and and I, I wrote down here, I, I must have been really, like, because um, this is actually, after this is the scene where, like we talked about earlier with the jewelry thing, mm-hmm. um, but Tony does tell her, I wrote down Olivia line, because Tony tells her, you know, there's a great room available at the home, and she says right. to him, have hit the sh- she says to him, "Of course, it's available. Somebody, Somebody died. died. Yep. I had to write yep. that down because I thought that was a great line. It reminded me of every time I ever heard my dad, like before my grandfather passed away, or my grandma, or my great grandmother before she passed away. It reminded me of every time we've ever mentioned something like that in front of them. Them always saying something like that. You know, what I mean? because it makes <laughs> yes. sense. There's a room available. Why would there be a room available? Somebody died." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the great thing about the Olivia character. As heartless as she came off in a lot of episodes, and as crazy as she came off in a lot of episodes, she was hysterical. Oh, yes, absolutely. She was, 
she was the best part of the first season. Yes. So. Yeah, the 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 I cannot remember her name off the top of my head, but the actress that played her is fantastic and she was perfectly cast. Oh yeah. Um I think her name's Nancy Nancy something. I cannot remember her last name. But anyway, she I'll she was perfectly cast. She did a great job. Um and yeah, I mean just it and and again, as we go through the show, yeah, I've mentioned she's she's evil, she's sinister, but she is definitely one of my favorite characters on this TV. Nancy show. Mar Marchand is her name. Marchand. Yeah, I thought it was Nancy yeah. something, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Hard life um, thing to remember. Um <laughs> The the other thing here, of course, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the the ending um, with obviously the car gets returned. Well, not really returned to the teacher, well, which they, is hilarious. They, they dropped the car to a chop shop. It got chopped before they got there. So Pussy's idea is you're gonna take those plates and you're gonna find me another Saturn, and then they paint it red or the same <laughs> color burgundy that it was, and drop it off to the teacher who is very much so happy, but very reserved because, oh, it's a different key. Oh, yeah. the paint is still wet. It's a different <laughs> color when I opened it. And and there's little Anthony Soprano going, my dad's a hero. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's yes. so proud, but he doesn't realize what actually happened to the kid. Yes. And it's yeah. and it's, it's great. Like I said, there's so much great. This show does such a good job of mixing mixing what you love in a mob and uh, again we're gonna get we're gonna get to all of it because obviously we're big fans or we wouldn't be doing a podcast yes. but what you yeah. love about mob things what you love about drama but also what you love about comedy there's so much right. great comedy in this show right um, the, the one the one thing i will say because i told you in the pilot episode i love the christopher character the brendan character Yes, I could not stand from day one. That is that is actually literally my my next my next note. Mm -hmm. Is Brendan is an idiot? Brendan is an asshole, and I'm glad he's about to die. <laughs> right, right. When they killed off the Brendan character by episode four, I was like, "Thank you." He needed to go. <laughs> you and you know you realize that you get enthralled with the mob stuff, the movies, the TV shows. When you start being happy that somebody died off the series, of the yes, movie. like yes. he deserved that. Yes, he deserved that <laughs> because not only is Brandon not apologetic about stealing the truck, not only is he trying to talk to Tony Soprano, being the biggest shit that is involved in the mob, because he's like bottom of the barrel gangster. He's not even a gangster; he's a soldier. But he makes a, a really bad joke about Jackie April and says. We all know you've been the boss since Jackie became the Kimosabi, and it's like really, <laughs> you yeah. really you, you degenerate punk kid. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Just the disgusting lack of respect. Yeah, and you when know. Tony throws him through the door, perfect. <laughs> it's what needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then of course, hey, there's another truck coming in with suits, and. Brandon's like, we got to do this. Fuck Tony Soprano. And Christopher's trying to be a good guy. Listen to Tony. Be a good boy. No, we can't do it. We got to say it. We got to listen to the rules because that's what the mob is all about. And then, and, stu and then stupid Brandon and his stupid stooges fuck everything up. Yep. Yep. They go there. They steal the truck, which is filled with 
Italian suits. And one of them leaves a gun on his lap while he's getting out of the truck and kills the driver. And then a lot of other shit has to take place. Yes, yes. I do love I do love that even though Tony says you're giving the suits back that the uh the, even the even though they're given they're gonna have to give the suits back. Tony and Polly and uh, Silvio, they're shopping, they're shopping off that rack. Well well Silvio had to had to say the line, maybe these ones don't gotta go back. Meaning maybe they who's gotta gonna go know. Back. Hey Tony, you know. hey Tony, maybe these don't have to go back. <laughs> and Tony agrees. Like I don't see you putting that rack and that rack and that rack back in the truck. In other words, leave these ones here. These right. are our size. Take <laughs> the ones that we don't need. You know. So and, and then, then turn the truck. And then, of course, to put the bow on this episode, um, while Tony is packing up Livia's home, he has another anxiety attack. Um, he doesn't actually doesn't actually pass out this time, but it's kind of overwhelming for him, which I understand because we get back to my grandmother. She's currently she's she's about to turn ninety eight years old. My grandmother, God bless her, and she's currently living in the nursing home. And um, and I know it's not my mother, but it's my grandmother. It is it is very traumatic. It was very traumatic to have a home that um, that. I mean, my grandmother's house has felt like home to me more than any home I've ever lived in my whole life. So right. when we were when we were packing everything else, everything up from her house, uh, you know, forty four years <laughs> of memories start to get sentimental, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and you know, you can see where Tony would be having an anxiety attack there. Yep. Well, also because he felt like maybe he was letting her his dad down uh, by putting her in the home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and doing something that wasn't really being done in the mob or in the world at that time, putting someone, you know, in a home like that. And he just felt like maybe he was, he was doing something unsunlike. And I, I get it. You know, that's a, a cause for a panic attack. Yes. More so than looking at a box of Uncle Ben's rice. You know <laughs> what I mean? Absolutely. But, so, but yeah, he gets all sentimental. He almost has the panic attack. Then he goes back to Dr. Milty again. And he's angry now. And it seems yes. like that was the way they always ended a, an episode when he was with Dr. Milfi was his tirade. He had to yep. take it out on somebody. So that mm -hmm. makes sense, you know. Yep, he takes it out on her, and then he definitely, to end the episode, takes it out on Georgie. <laughs> oh, yes. Which, <laughs> the best line that he delivered in the whole episode was during the first part of the phone not being able to be used by Georgie. When he looks at him and goes, you know, you and my mother got a lot in common. She don't know how to use the phone either, but she's 78. What's your excuse? Yeah, what's your fucking excuse? <laughs> and, yeah, Georgie, again, is having a problem with the phone. But he's also doing it while talking out loud. And for anybody who's ever walked worked in an office space, when you see somebody who's doing something dumb, but they're also, like, whole hum about it, like, oh, I know I'm fucking this up, but someone else will fix it, and I don't really care. You get pissed off, and Tony went wild. Yes, yes, he did. He <laughs> cracked the fuck out of that guy with that phone receiver. And then, and this is an ongoing thing in this series. Georgie takes a beating. <laughs> yes, and if you watch the show, you know what Georgie looks like. But if you don't, Georgie was like six foot five, three hundred pounds, and looked like a biker without a beard. He was clean shaven. 
So to see Tony Soprano beat the shit out of this guy is sort of like, damn, why didn't he ever try to fight back once? I mean, never fought back. Yeah. <laughs> never once. He had enough common sense not to do anything wrong. Kind of a dope. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, overall, I would say I would say this episode of The Sopranos, because again, the pilot's the pilot. For a first right. for a first real first episode of the show, I would say this is definitely at least a four and a half out of five. I agree. I agree. It was it was almost absolutely perfect. I think the only thing that would have been a little bit better would have been to see more of that power struggle with Uncle June in part in this second episode. But coming up. It, it starts to pour out. So there is understanding why they would be reserved not to do it right away. Yes. You know what I mean? They they were leading up to it. And it, that that's, you know, but definitely a four out of five because it had everything, like you mentioned, drama, the mob, the mob stuff, the family stuff, drama and comedy all mixed into one perfectly that you wanted more from it. When it went to end, you were like, damn, I would like to like 10 more minutes just to see what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. I so. totally agree. Well, that being said, we'll wrap up this episode of the Soprano cast and um, we will see you next week as we go through the next episode of the Sopranos ep uh, season one, episode three, denial, anger, acceptance. Yes. Archie, thank you for joining me. And thank you for having me, my friend. And thank you everyone for joining us next week, next week on the show. Cause I, I, I really do like the idea of us switching it. Next week on the show, Archie's the boss. Oh. Yeah. All right. We'll Here see we you next week, everybody. <laughs>